What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode nine of the Go Heads podcast. We're back. Episode last week, episode this week. Could be making a habit out of this. Who knows? We got a lot to talk about today. Sabres preseason wrapping up. Um, a lot on our minds for the upcoming season. Antonio, how have you been? I've been good. Uh, very excited for the season. Definitely, this end of the last two preseason games since our last episode have been quite entertaining. Uh, last game against the or two games ago against the Pens, three one win, great win, great game. Olson started off the game with that piss missile from the right side, his little sweet spot. Drilled that one. Thompson had a great shot going down the right side. Another beautiful shot. That's a seven million dollar shot right there. I'd I'd pay that. Yeah, and then um, Sabres legend Drake Kajula scored the goal for Pittsburgh to make a two-one, but then Jack Quinn sealed the deal with an empty netter. Three-one win. Uka Pekalukinen, thirty-two saves. I thought Uka Pekalukinen played pretty well. From the amount of time I watched the game, I wasn't able to watch the whole thing, but thirty-two saves for a guy that definitely has to prove it this year. Uh, good for him. I mean. The competition wasn't the greatest. It's still preseason playing Pittsburgh's JV squad. But, yeah, he put up 32 saves, only let one goal in. Yeah, good win. And then the Sabres played Carolina last night, and that was actually, well, a great first period for the Sabres. They went up 3-0, first goal from Vinny Hinestroza from Skinner. Great goal. Vinny on the first line. We'll get more into the lines in a little bit. But then we had Thompson's goal, Reese. Uh, sped up on the left side and then a little cut through the crease, got another goalie stick, buried that one. And Dylan Cousins with a shorthanded goal. That's kind of what I wanted to see from Cousins this year. Uh, as he's on the penalty kill, you know, uses offensive abilities, maybe bring up something like that. But then he's also got his defensive abilities as well. And he's seemed to improve on that. Yeah, the Sabres absolutely dominated the first 40 minutes of this game. I don't think I don't think the Hurricanes had their best skaters out. I know they didn't. But, definitely uh, not, no. It was definitely the Sabres controlling the tempo of that whole game, which you could tell. And it was uh, it was a Owen Power show, too. Owen Power was a plus three in that first period alone. Yeah, I was and, just going to um, bring that up. Good made several plays that are he, – he's just a very smart hockey player. He had a great game. Quinn had a great game. Thompson had a great game. All the guys you want to have wanted to have great games had great games. And uh, obviously, third period we give up two quick little greasy goals there that are mistakes. And obviously, it's going to happen in the preseason. It's preseason, and we still close it out with a four-two win. JJ Paterka, empty netter, finally gets his first goal. Yeah, he had some good chances in the game too. He had a few a few shots on that. He's not afraid to to shoot it, which is good. I, I think he took one right off the face-off, just a, a quick slap on that. And I like Quinn confidence. Yeah, him and Quinn were the ones I was, like, <clears throat> trying to analyze during that game the most. Uh, Quinn was going – or, yeah, we'll start with Quinn. He had that one chance going up the middle, the toe drag and the shot. If they went a little bit more left, that was a goal. But very impressive by Quinn there. Um, and then yeah, J.J. Paterka gets- looks solid. What were you going to say? Uh, Quinn gets that puck, and he just cuts through the zone just so naturally. He He's a real good skater like that, and he just goes east-west on teams, and mm-hmm. he looks real good and real 
composed with the puck as they're used to playing. Him and Paterka are used to playing that style of hockey in uh, Rochester, and it's obviously translating good with uh, Donnie's system, and they both look very ready to play come next Thursday. Yeah, um, one thing I want to say about J.J. Paterka was there was a couple times I noticed he was trying to, like, force plays or I uh, just ended up in a turnover, but he's, what, 19, 20 years old? Maybe 21, I could be off, but he's a young kid. He's got a lot to learn, but entertaining to say the least. But there's obviously some growing pains going to happen with him and Quinn and even guys like Power. This whole team, they're ridiculously young, and it's crazy that our roster is just built up of these kids and kind of hoping on them to just take the next step. So, Yeah, I think we have like three lines, and or our top three lines are – I mean – Excluding, I guess, Thompson, Skinner, Tuck, like all super young prospects. Like, not a lot of time in the NHL, not a lot of uh, games under them. So it'll be very interesting. And I think that second line that they had, which they had Tuck playing on last night, we can get into lines now. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I'll say them real quick. Um, first line was Skinner, Thompson, Hinostroza. Uh, quickly on that, Hinostroza, I think, will be the. 13th man or odd man out. Olsen did not play. I don't know why. There could be some conspiracy type things with that, but we're not going to get into that. Dallas. We're getting Jason Robertson. One for one. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Second line, which I actually thought was really cool. I didn't, I never like put this together, but Quinn, Middlestat, Tuck. I really like Middlestat getting this chance. Second line. Well, it was like the third line technically, but Tuck and Quinn, I mean, he's get the shooter with Quinn and Tuck's that power forward, and then hopefully that will just boost Middlestat's game. Even Middlestat though Middlestat didn't – yeah, he was good, but he didn't blow me away. I kind of I kind of wanted him to take this opportunity to really just, like, show off, but – He's still got that he, um, swagger in the way he plays and mm-hmm. nothing <clears throat> in the stat sheet, which you would like to see, but it's a long season and it's preseason right now, so – uh, yeah. I'd be looking forward to the keeping that line together or maybe uh, moving Tuck up to the first line and bringing Olison into that empty uh, gap in the second. Yep, and then with the third line, we had Krebs, Cousins, Paterka. Krebs and Cousins – or Cousins was ma- mainly the center. Um, it's kind of a the only line I kind of look at and be like, oh, defensive-wise, like I don't know. Like, Paterka's obviously first year in the league. He wasn't the best defensive in Rochester. And for Peyton Krebs, he wasn't the best defensively last year. So it's kind of – everything kind of falls on Dylan Cousins on that line as he's a young guy and is surrounded by younger guys. So It's a prove-it line, definitely. They're going to have to step up with that line. But if it can work, wow, is that going to be a fun line to watch. Offensively, that could be – that could be fireworks, especially playing against other NHL teams' third lines, which don't have three A-tier prospects on it. Like, it's yeah. going to be tough. The thing with Krebs is the only thing – I really want Krebs to be on a line with either Quinn or Olofsson due to the fact his passing is just out of this world, next level. And then if you can get a, guy, a sniper on his line, I feel like that would be – Great for chemistry, but Cousins also has a great shot, and Paterka as well, so I'm not too worried about that. And then fourth line, which was, I guess, you, I don't know, Asplund, Gergensen, Zakposo. Asplund and Gergensen were switching out in center. 
and those two usually don't play center, so. Basketball we'll was playing center. Was it the whole game? Yeah. The Gergensen, okay, well, there's that. Um, they look I really want Asplund to not be a fourth liner. I mean, he's a very good player. They kind of just have a shutdown line. He's definitely getting the Johan Larson treatment, but um, I disagree. Having a having a good fourth line is just so crucial. Like Tampa, think of Tampa in the playoffs. That yeah. fourth line with Corey Perry and Pat Maroon and who was the but just having like a, a fourth line that is a fourth line because you're not going to put a young guy on the fourth line because they're not playing the same style hockey. Yeah. I, I love that line. I I hope Akposo uh, plays the the home opener. Obviously, he leaves oh, yeah. second period and does not come back for the third. Uh, not something you want to see from your uh, captain. Not officially. Not yet, officially, but... officially, I mean, think of it. We've called almost everything on this podcast. Yeah, basically. When were the red and black jerseys back before the Goatheads podcast? They weren't even announced yet. We single-handedly brought back the go-ahead. We single-handedly committed copyright infringement. <laughs> I don't know if they copyrighted that. We might have to change our name. But uh, I don't think go-ahead is copyrighted. But when the Sabres tweeted out the announcement, they used the phrase go-ahead. So right. we'll Speaking just have to see. Speaking of changing uh, their name, a lot of players will be changing their team. Segway. Um, <laughs> Sabres sent a lot of guys down to the – Rochester, and they sent Bloom, Savoy, and Lindgren to their minors teams, respectively. Lindgren and Savoy going to the Western Hockey League. Josh Bloom going back to the uh, OHL. So, obvious, uh, great move. I don't want to see Savoy playing here yet. Uh, Lindgren and Bloom, obviously, both deserve to have chances to tear it up in their minor league. So, Good for them, and I don't know if you want to get into who's playing in Rochester this year because it's it's pretty exciting. I think we're going to be oh, it's it's so exciting. Um, you went into this like after last season, you were kind of thinking like, oh, Rochester's going to turn into some dud, not going to be as entertaining, and they lost Quinn and Paterka most likely to Buffalo. But um, they're getting their first round pick, their th- last first round pick, Yuri Kulich, will be in Rochester. I cannot wait to see what he does. Very mature player. Um, there was something after the whistle the other day. It was one of the Sabres players. He didn't mention the name, but he didn't. They didn't expect this player to listen to their show. But they were like, "You got to look out for this Yuri Kulich kid or Kulik," and they're yeah. they're surprised by it. Like he's like he's most likely gonna get time this year, like on the Sabres, which is just crazy. Twenty eighth overall pick, just getting be, a shot at the AHL, and the, his shot alone is just puts him above anyone else and his speed and it, it, I'm excited for Yuri Coolidge and I do think he'll be playing in a Sabres uniform by the end of the year. I really and, think um, him and Savoy will. Savoy will probably get his eight games if I had to guess. Maybe both of them will just only play eight games so it doesn't burn a year on their contract but we'll I don't know. We'll be, we'll be pushing for a playoff spot so if they can't play consistent hockey I don't I don't know if I want him taking minutes from from guys. Yeah. Like Andres Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, other guys went down. Byro had a great uh, preseason with the Sabres, scored two goals that one game. Uh, Philip Siderquist, I love this kid. Huge. He's 
huge net front presence. Uh, Kisikov, who's got uh, high expectations. Tyson Kozak, kid's going to be a stud. Seventh-round pick, and Michael Pekka saying he's a first-round talent. All this stuff about him. It's just crazy to see that this kid was a seventh-round pick in 2021, signed his ELC after one season, and is literally playing in Rochester. I thought he was going to go back to Portland personally. A lot of people did, but they're giving him the go. And, uh, yeah, other guys like Brett Murray's back down there. Oscary Laxanen, who who the hell knows what's going to go on with that guy. Uh, Isaac Rosine, Rosine uh, he's down there. Going to get his ice time that he did not get in Sweden, which was concerning for a lot of Sabres fans that he just was on for 40 seconds a game or just scratched and not putting up numbers, but he can't get numbers in less than a minute a game. One of my favorite underrated underdog guys is Lucas Rusek. He's good. He he will be getting – I think he'll be the first call-up from Rochester. Hmm. This guy has proved, uh, proved a lot. He looks solid. He'd be a great addition to the bottom six. And then uh, to finish it off, another guy who could also be called up first, Linus Weisbach. Had a great preseason. Yeah. That's really all for the – People we loan back, and then we we waived uh, Malcolm Subban, but he cleared waivers and will also be joining Rochester. Same with Sean Malone. Thank I God. think he's from Rochester, Buffalo native, West Seneca, or something like that. But yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to watch Rochester this year. Obviously, um, guys like Pulich and Rusek and Kozak all playing, and uh, they get called up. I don't. I don't know. It's got to be due to injury because I don't know who you pull out. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what um, we do with the forwards because we have Hina Stroza, Paterka, and Bjork basically battling for that 12th spot. And you're not going to send Hina Stroza or Bjork down to Rochester or just because of their cap hit alone. But if that happens, then we got – both of them sitting in the press box every night until an injury. And then if we get like a really bad injury bug again, like last year, then I think that's when Rochester guys start to get a shot. But we've got depth that forward. In defense, we got pilot waivers. Oh, definitely they, not. They would, he would be, he got 13 goals last year and playing bottom six minutes. Most of the time that we played him everywhere. He was a lot of the middle I, six, I'd say, but yeah, I, I see him being, uh, a piece in the lineup when guys get injured before they call anyone up. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And then defensemen, uh, they got uh, Fitzgerald and Pilot. So those two, one of those two got to go down because it doesn't look like Bryson or Labushkin. Obviously, Labushkin is going to make this team, but um, Bryson is probably going to take that sixth spot. And then you can't have two forwards and two D. So if I had to take a guess, it's going to be a. Uh, Lawrence Pilot getting sent down just to because he's just because he can't get claimed off waivers. But what do you think about uh, us keeping Power and Yoki Haru together? I wanted to I... get into Yoki Haru. He he's a train wreck. He hasn't seemed to improve. I mean, it's only preseason, but it just looks like the same shit different day. Some about right-handed Finnish defenseman in Buffalo is just not working. I think they you need to what? explore a new route. I just watched the San Jose game for the 10-game win streak when Ristolainen walked Brett Burns. 
that was that was one of the best goals scored in the NHL. So when he went through the legs, is yeah, that, was that one? Yeah, and then spun his stick around. Yeah, that guy will only score highlight goals. real goals. I, I I can't wait for for his first high, highlight real goal in Philly, and then fans I don't think will he be has like, one. Uh, oh, I, he he has to. That's literally all he does. The Nothing shot heard around the world in Edmonton comes to mind. I mean, like, bar down. That was great. The gold medal goal for the World Juniors, mm-hmm. coast to coast. Like, he will score a goal in Philly that makes fans say, oh, my God, we won the trade. And then he will be a minus 60 by the end of the year. <laughs> no, it's just how it is, year. and they got to get used to that. But they'll get those one or two goals a year that really make you think. Yeah, and the Sabres also made another huge acquisition. Nikki, the dog. <laughs> they got a new oh, dog. Yeah. Uh, they put Rick down. <laughs> no, Rick's in the Army. No, Rick was uh, donated to a veteran. Um, actually, I had insider information about this. Uh, I have family Exclusive. who I have family who are in charge of the whole positive for heroes and Western York heroes thing, so... I knew about this a couple of weeks back. I didn't want to spoil anything. I don't think it's my place to do that. But, yep, they're bringing uh, Sabres dog back. They got some cool pictures. And my aunt sent me some cool pictures from the locker room with the dog. So that's awesome. Thank God. If yeah. there was one thing this team needed, it was another dog. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's it's just fun. I mean, imagine like losing 6-2 to Colorado and walking in the room and just there's a golden retriever there. Like, how could you be mad? Yeah, it's definitely for the – I think the players get a little enjoyment out of it. It's probably nice just to have a dog in the locker room after a, a dog in the locker room besides Owen Power. <laughs> yeah, but um, last year a... last year, the uh, Rick wasn't really with the team that much. He's He was working. <laughs> he was actually training at a local jail with, for – Something he was just working there, service dog. I don't know all the details, but um, yeah, I think the Sabres could pay him enough that he doesn't have to have a second job. But <laughs> he whatever. did sign a contract. There was a vi- I don't know if they did it with Rick too, but with the new dog, they put his, the paw in like a ink and then put it to a contract. I thought that was pretty funny. So, woof, real life airbud going on in Buffalo right now. Yeah, maybe he can play goalie if uh, Comrie or. I knew these guys don't work out. Airbud. Um, I was thinking, is it crazy for me to say I want to lose like the first five or six games of the season? Entirely, yes. That is horrible. I, <laughs> this is very off topic, but I want to. Every year we do the same thing. We go like. Actually, five, I do. I was one, thinking this the other day, and everyone's like, "Sabers are good." Sabers. Are- or Barstool said Sabres are a wagon. Like, last year they said that. And then we suck. So, I'm yeah, okay with losing, like, the first four games. I, I won't say five. Four. And then we make the playoffs. It's every season we start off hot and shit the bed. So, if we shit the bed, then go get hot. hot. Yeah. I, I think that's the solution. I think we should bring this up to Don Granado somehow. Like, we hey. Intentionally lose games, Don. Mm-hmm. Donald. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but um. Yeah. Nikki. <laughs> I don't. Is there? Am I missing the relation to the Sabers with the word Nikki? Uh, 
my aunt told me that it was uh had something to do with a a veteran named Nick. He I think he passed away in deployment, so uh named the dog after him and it's a girl, so they called it Nikki. Damn. Okay. <laughs> um Yeah, that's a good reason to name the dog that. Uh I agree with the name. Rick too. <laughs> Mark too. But yeah, uh, um, I, I think that's really all for Sabres talk. I mean, it's only, oh, we it's can been talk a about week. the Bills. We haven't talked about the Bills yet this episode. You're right. Bills we, win. We came back. Hell yeah. 23-20. You know what? I, I never thought we were going to lose that game. See, the only reason I did think for a little bit that it was like kind of like fucked was because they Baltimore did this against Miami, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. So I was like, they're not going to let it happen again. And then they let it happen again. <laughs> and I, Buffalo's a lot more talented offensively than the Dolphins. I mean, that you and you're, screw your opinion. That's the truth. So, like, they did their thing. Josh Allen did his thing. Yeah, that's another game. dog in Buffalo, Josh Allen. Yeah, it'll be the Mount Rushmore of Buffalo in a few years. will be Nikki, Josh Allen, Owen Power. Where's my wild card? Well, what was that guy on the so, Bandits? We'll take him. We we need a dog from every sport. Tavares. That's the only Bandit player I know, and that's disappointing. I don't even know if he plays for the Bandits anymore. But there's this one he guy who's like the best. Doesn't. There's the he's like the best in the is it NIL and LL. I don't know. I don't pay too NLL, much attention. National Lacrosse League. Yeah, we have like the best player in the whole league. We got a great sure. game. Games look I have never been to a Bandits game. That is- Some other news happened around the NHL. Uh, Matthew Barzell gets a big contract, eight times 9.15. So, Matty's staying in the island. Yeah, he'll be there for eight more years, and then he'll uh, leave like everyone else. But, yeah, he had 59 <laughs> points last year, 15 goals, 44 assists. He's been the top scorer. How many games played? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't have that. I because think he was hurt. I didn't I would assume he was hurt because that's not a nine million dollar contract. I haven't looked into his stats. Um but eight I by mean, nine, I mean that sounded right, but that point total you just told me, I don't think he played eighty two games. There's no way. I think he was hurt or and I think New York had like a really bad start to the season and just like really came out dry. Yeah, they were they had a very tough season. They uh they were very injury bugged, so. But we'll see. They made some questionable moves in the off season too. Traded that first round pick for Romanov from uh, oh, yeah, Montreal. Draft. That was a crazy draft. I was really I, hoping I, we'd trade it up for Shane Wright. Yeah, but I I, I'm happy with how we how we. But the way we have Coolidge now and three human bodies just. To be good, it's a lot better. Okay, there's a there's a discussion I want to talk about with you, and on this pod, are the Sabers building a dynasty? Yeah, <laughs> it's scary to say. Great answer, and it really like uh, freaks me out to say it, but I really think we're. Like, <clears throat> if you look at something. any dynasty, is are we following a blueprint? We're just building heavily within, like crazy. Yeah. We're hitting on all these picks. You look at teams like Tampa. They won two in a row, almost three, but, like, 
they can just bring up any guy from like their AHL team or like from the press box and he'll put up numbers. He'll do great. They just have yeah. an infinite amount of guys. Like they lose three players a season. They just bring up some from the taxi squad or their affiliate and they're fine. Um, and that's kind of how I see the Sabres. Like if we have to lose any of these guys, like middle six players, they can be easily replaceable if they all pan out. I'm not jumping so to conclusions here on some guys, but they always called um, AHL teams the farm team. Like yeah. It's your farm team. And it makes sense. And what the Sabres are doing now is they're drafting a lot of players every draft, signing a couple of them, and putting them in this farm team and growing them and watering them and giving them sunlight and everything stuff that farms need. <laughs> and then when they need them, Raising they call the them up and they're ready for the NHL because they're playing professional hockey and professional – they're playing in professional systems and then they know it when they get to the NHL. And right now, everyone on the NA, on the Sabres roster is young and and has a huge ceiling and we're just pouring more guys into Rochester. Like, it's it's scary to say it, but the Sabres are building something. I'm not – I mean, Dynasty is – is uh, got to win championships first, but the Sabres yeah. are definitely up to no good. They're building a dynasty. They're not a dynasty yet. They're yeah, building. They're, one. they're they're building. Yes, they're. And the only thing that we're missing, other than because we got the guys. I mean, we've built within. We've drafted all these guys. It looks like we're hitting. What we're missing is the goalie, and, and that's kind of all going on Devin are Levi's we? back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are we like he's obviously not here yet? I mean, he signs after. We'll say end of his season this year, he'll, he'll maybe get like two or three games with the Sabres, maybe. And then next year, I'd assume he's full-time AHL. We're and then the Tampa maybe State, comes up. They had Ben Bishop. Remember that? Yeah. Or Cam Talbot. They had both I think of them? I think it was they Bishop. I remember Bishop being on Tampa for sure. But um, So, uh, yeah, uh, Devin Levi's got a lot of – got to feel the pressure going in, but he feels that in college, and he knows the pressure at he won the uh, the Richter Richter Trophy last year, and he wants to do it again. He knows what he wants to do. He wants to be the best goalie in, in the NCAA, and he is far and yeah. beyond. And he was the best goalie at development camp. And I kind of wish we could have signed him and played him in the preseason because that would have been a lot of fun. Would have yeah. been a lot of fun. I can't <clears> wait <throat> to see him in a Sabres jersey. We're not even talking about Eric Portillo because I th- it just feels like he's so out of the picture. I don't even I mean, think that dude likes hockey. <laughs> I think we talked about that. Could he just not like hockey? I don't know. I, I mean, never really think of players like just not liking the sport anymore. I mean, it can happen. He's just an academic weapon. He's staying at Michigan. He's got an app. He's he's a business major. He's killing it. But I mean, your bachelor's and yeah. play some fun hockey, and then come play on the Sabres dynasty as a backup. <laughs> No, I, I think he's gone. Dynasty? Yes, because we have two first overall defensemen. That is my argument right off the bat. You have two just studs in the back end, and once power is like four or five years in, like where Darlene is now, and then give Darlene a couple more years. And your first pair was drafted in the same year. Yeah. Like, how, that's a home run, and that was done by Bottero. The greatest GM to ever live, yes. So Bottero gets the assist on that. 
and Kevin Adams is just slowly Rubik's cubing his whole way into yeah. this freak of a team, and it's it's something to watch because not a lot of people like re- have been realizing it, and it was hard for us to realize it until like the last two years. Once once Ralph Kruger was gone, like the fog kind of faded away, and you could see like what we really were. We obviously weren't a Taylor Hall away from a Stanley Cup. We never really were. Um, but yeah, no, I can't believe they, we did that. It's so crazy to think Taylor Hall was Buffalo Saber. Like that's just <laughs> he didn't he score the first goal of the season too for the Sabers that year. I, I think no. he did. It was Jake McCabe, I'm pretty sure. It was against Washington. I don't think it was Taylor Hall. Okay, he well, didn't do shit. He was so bad. He I remember he, he scored one of the first goals, and then I think Eichel had a goal. Maybe and then he did never score saw him again. the first game. Eichel I feel like it was. Eichel didn't have a goal for a while. I remember that. He yeah, was like he not scoring. And then it never played again for the Sabres, at least. Speaking of Jack I just Eichel, saw a video of Jack Eichel on YouTube. What? Of, uh, um, Vegas allowed their media people in the locker room again. It was just like mm-hmm. a real awkward two-minute interview with Jack Eichel about how excited he is for media people to be in. It, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was I can't weird. wait to talk to you guys every time. Yeah, I had such a great time talking to reporters in Buffalo. Can't wait for you guys to <laughs> be in my ear. But uh, no, the we were right. We guessed it. The American duo, Jack Eichel and Phil Kessel. We We nailed it. We called it. Goldhead's podcast should just be called We Can See the Future. We know. Yeah. Listen, like, if everyone's not listening to us for, like, if GMs aren't listening to this and writing everything down, you got to evaluate who it's your on them. manager is. Yeah. But, yeah, Phil Kessel and Jack Eichel, love to see it. And I think it's going to be really awesome when they're really good and they make the playoffs. <laughs> I, I do think Vegas is going to. If stayed healthy, which who knows, because Leonard's out for the year, but everyone else stays healthy. I think they'll, I think they'll squeak in. I don't think they're going to be top of that division, but they'll, they'll get in. I think Phil Kessel is a thirty goal scorer, and I think <laughs> he is a seven playoff goal scorer. I think he scores seven playoff goals. How many in the Cup final against the Flyers? I think he would. <laughs> <laughs> With Stalin and then Tony D'Angelo just become this force. The best. I mean, is, you can hate him as much as you want. Tony D'Angelo is not a, awful offensively. Defensively, it, not good. But offensively, it turns out he racist people can be good at hockey. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, American duo in Vegas, and we got um, a Swedish-Canadian – border right now at defense and I think Dolan's poised to have another huge year take another step because he he was touted as a generational talent if you listen to the world junior highlights they're talking about McDavid they're talking about McKinnon they're talking about generational guys and like yeah Dolan is just going to be this guy like it was guaranteed he was one of those guys there's like guys you hear about when they're 15 like other people I've heard who I heard about when I was fit, like they were 15 was Connor McDavid and what was the other one? Rasmus Dahlin was one. There was another one I'm blanking on. Maybe it was Lafreniere. And he yeah, isn't really, I think he's going to have a good season been, this year, but 
there's been more and more guys who you notice like super young getting and then coming up connor bedard we've been here about connor bedard for the past two years three years like this kid's been this kid's been number one pick since he was 13 14 years old so yeah but um just having rasmus dalin rasmus dalin come off the ice and then owen power go on such a boss move like are you kidding me it's I really hope Yoki Haru is not dragging him down. I don't. I haven't noticed it in the preseason yet, but I honestly think he like stabilizes the play because he plays like a very like unnoticeable defense, and then when you do notice him, it's because he's turning the puck over. Mm-hmm. But like he keeps it stable. But Owen Power is just the best guy on the ice. He really is. Yeah, he's, him. He's his puck control. Good. That it's, pass against Carolina where he banked it to was it Cousins? You know what yeah, I'm talking about? Breakaway, he waited like 15 seconds just holding it, holding it, and then just zipped it right to Cousins. Breakaway. He didn't score, but plays like that. If we're gonna get that all season, it was a dime right, perfectly off the boards into Cousins tape. I mean, that blew my mind right there. I mean, I kind of got. Here's the thing with Yoki Haru. Every time he touches the puck. My ass clenches, not in a good way. I get genuinely scared of what's about to happen. And who Yoki 50, Haru or Power? Yeah, Yoki Haru, not Power. I'm talking about Yoki Haru again. But like every time, like it's like a fifty-fifty chance that something bad is going to happen. I feel like a turnover, or just giving the puck away. So I don't. Not his biggest fan, and I mean, if there if there are people who need to. There's like a spot that needs to be upgraded on this team. I'd say secondhand right side defense is number one, other than goaltending. But yeah, I don't know if goaltending is going to be a problem this year because we just have like so many guys who can, like, no one's got the whole load on their shoulder shoulders this year. Like, it's not like a Carter Hutton year, where it's like yeah. Carter Hutton's your starter, and it's like there's nothing you can do about it. For the goalies, I think Comrie's gonna get forty to like mid forties starts. So hopefully he gets turns into Jack Campbell. That's really all that we could hope for. Anderson plays the opener, right? Against Ottawa. I'd assume yeah. so, if I had a guess, yeah. That's gonna but be a confirmed. good game because Ottawa we'll we'll get into that. But uh did you wanna do a early is this our la will this be our last episode before the season? We play we would record the night before the game and release it the that night morning. Of the game, yeah. We'll just pretend we saw it, so we. <laughs> um, because that we'll next episode we'll do. So we'll have to study for it. We'll do a early trophy guess, like who's going to win the Norris Calder. Yeah. Rocket, yeah. Because I, I was saying we could do that now because the Sabers have two of the three top names in early Calder voting, which is Quinn, Power, and then Matty Beneers. Mason McTavish is also up there, who I think is going to win it. And I think a dark horse for that is Marco Rossi. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Or a 45-gold J.J. Paterka. (laughs) That would be something, yeah. I don't think he's going to score 45 goals. No, he he will not. I think a lot of guys score 20 this year. I think Jack Quinn gets 20 if he stays healthy. I'm not trying to jinx him, but 
Skinner and Thompson score 30-plus, I think. I think Tuck I, gets 20 as well. If he's, he's not on a line like with – eighteen. Yeah. If he's not on a line with Skinner and Thompson, which it doesn't look like it's going to happen, at least at first, and it sticks that way, I think Tom, he can carry a bigger load on another line, shoot the puck more. I see Akposo scoring 20 again. Just I don't. because <laughs> power play guy, I'm telling you, they're going to put him in the power play. They got to. Yeah. He's got a great shot. That Sturdy. goal against Montreal last year, I think it was the first game. He had first a great goal power of the season. Was it? Yeah. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was a great game. I think that's Five a good shooting. spot for him on that power play, second power play. Right on that right side there. Yeah, because I think he's a he's a right-handed shot, so he'll probably get like the right D spot on the on the ice. But um, who'd they have playing D last night? It was Skinner and Dolan, I believe. Or yeah, it was Skinner and Dolan. They had at D on the one power play. Don't believe they scored a power play goal. Our our first shorthanded, not power play. All our all our goals were off the rush. Yeah. So. Back to that Tage Thompson goal, that was – I can't believe we got that puck under his stick. I can't believe how we got separation from the defenseman like that. He took like four hard strides and beat him, which we – I want Tage Thompson to just be – we didn't talk about Tage Thompson's Gordie Howe hat trick in the first period. (laughs) A natural Gordie Howe hat trick. That's crazy. He was on pace to get three Gordie Howe hat tricks that game, but only came up with one. But, yeah. That's I forgot crazy. about that. I think I wrote that down too. I, yeah. I think the the fight was a little unnecessary only because it's preseason and it. See, but it's like you need it was that. A big hit. You, yeah. you need a response, but I don't. I don't know if Thompson's the guy for that. He didn't really. I mean, all he's got is really the size. He's not really. I a love fighter, it, but, but at the same time. You can wait a few weeks. Like if yeah. you fight the home opener, that's great. That uh, I think there will be a fight the home opener. Kachuk and somebody. That's going to be a fun game. Ottawa's such a fun team now. They're fun, yeah. but I really want to. I hope they don't work out. <laughs> just because they're in our division, but and like, just have this hatred towards Ottawa. But um, the new Ottawa Buffalo rivalry. Back to the. There's going to be a lot of rivalries back soon. Toronto Buffalo is going to be fun to watch. We owned Toronto last year. Absolutely yeah. owned them. Three to one season uh, split, but um, and we beat them at the outdoor game. Which that was, was an electric. Awesome. That was that was electric. a great game. But um, there's the the whole uh, clickbait man of our last episode. Some more news about him: Jason Robertson in Dallas. Um. So there was the Kevin Weeks tweet, or look out for something in Dallas with the eye emojis that came out this morning. So I was like, oh, we're going to lose. Robertson's going to get signed. And then Darren Dreger followed up maybe like shortly after. It says, ongoing discussions between Stars and Jason Robertson. Seems like a major shift is going to have to occur for Robertson to start the season in Dallas. Still time to get something done. Cool, so shit. it wasn't even that positive. I mean – after seeing that Matthew Barzell contract be over nine million, I don't think Robertson's going to take less. Personally, I mean, he, his stats are just absurd, and 
no okay, one can afford that. Are we paying that right now? I don't yes. want to pay that right now. I would pay that right now. Yes, because the salary cap is going up ten million dollars in the next four years, five years. I yeah, am hundred percent paying that man. You got to pay power. You got to pay Dallin because you want to keep. I I think they're core pieces to this team. Yeah. Two. What I really want the Sabers to do, if going back to building a dynasty, you need a guy like this. But um, there's obviously the trade route going Jason Robertson. I mean, unless Dallas somehow frees up like three, a little over three million dollars in cap space, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done. I think Hudobin's the guy out, their backup goalie. But um, the Sabers need to be back on the phone with uh, Vegas and get that third round pick back. And I think we offer sheet. Robertson and I was thinking about it like Robertson's not going to want to take less than nine million and there's a gap like 8.4 million and a little bit lower it's you give up a first second and third in this coming draft and if you go over that you have to give up like your next three first a second and a third so there's a big difference there so what I was kind of thinking do the Sabres get that third rounder back and offer sheet Robertson to like one or two years at eight point four million, but then if it's one year, like promise them in January, you're gonna just extend them. Because I think that's one the earliest they can do it is January first. So you give them an eight year ten million, something crazy. I don't know. That's just me coming up with ideas to make this happen because there's nothing else I want more than Jason Robertson in a Sabres uniform. But um, that's my solution. To other than trading the house for him if you don't want to do that. Yeah, da- I just looked up, Del- brought up Dallas Stars cap for me. They have $7.8 million available in um, cap right now. Oh, they do? I thought they had like six. Okay. Yeah, but that's not enough. You got you got $20 million tied up in Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. No move clause either, tough. and no one would take them if they could. So it's just yeah, that's just tough. And don't forget, Rupe Hintz they, needs to be paid next year. Yeah, they got it. They can't yeah, keep them both great. unless if they keep Ben and Sagan, which I think they have to do. They're coming into. Some, they would have uh, to give up a lot to get rid of them. Yeah, Dallas Stars are going to be a team to watch. New Vegas. They are team. a team to watch. Kevin Weeks giving the eye emojis. They're on watch, watch Vegas. Now. Watch Vegas somehow get Jason Robertson. There's Just no way somehow. They would have to give up Just, Michael or Stone or Petrangelo. You don't, give up, you don't think they'd give up Stone? They don't care about any money. <laughs> I know they don't care, but I, th- I just don't think that's – I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Anything can happen. He can be on any team tomorrow morning. So Anytime there's a superstar available for trade, I just assume Vegas is either going to get them or really try. <laughs> I really want to know who owns the Vegas Golden Knights. I picture them like some cartoon old white movie villain. Yeah, definitely has something to do with a casino in Vegas. I'll, I guarantee that. I have no idea if that's true or not, but I'd put money on that. That Bill Foley. I got to see this guy. <laughs> There's no way he's not involved with casinos if he's owned something in Vegas. William P. Foley. I don't think this is the right guy. No, it is. Yeah, he's exactly how I pictured him. (laughs) 
Goofy. He definitely like doesn't understand hockey, and he just reads the names. He's like, yeah. Oh my, get Heard me that, that guy. guy. And then the GM's like, well, I gotta get him that guy. I don't know how. To hell with your cap. <laughs> I mean, it, it. I don't know how Vegas went from most lovable to most like hateable, and a few. Just seasons. how they managed it, they they were just cold killers. They had a really really fun vibe their first year. It was fun. They kept some of the main pieces, but I think it's just a different feeling in the building now. I'd love to go to a Vegas game. It's a great arena or great rink. We should go to both uh, the Sabres Vegas game here and there just so I like them now. Probably not, but maybe. The Sabres Mafia. (laughs) Yeah. But realistically, Jason Robertson will probably figure it out in Dallas, I'd assume. Do you see how you still got their cat friendly pulled up? Um, yeah, let me pull it up. How much is Anton Hudobin making as their backup goalie right now? He is not on here. Oh, he's on injured reserve. Is he? Three million thirty three hundred thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars he makes. So that'll if they get him off the books, they they got Robertson. So I I think that's I think what's he's already happen. off the books. Yeah, but he's gonna come back. Unless he's out for the season, which I don't think that's the case. Yeah, they got a we got a few RFAs coming up in the next coming years, and Rupe Hints, man, he's going to be making ten million dollars. Yeah, they don't have money for this after the whole. They have to think next year too. Like they, if they give Robertson the nine or higher, how are you paying Hints? You're not. Sagan is getting paid nine point eight million until two thousand twenty-seven. <laughs> That is crazy. Jamie Bendel, twenty twenty five. So they they committed to him long term, and they just can't get it done. And now they got this young, uh, young core that's coming up, and they just can't pay him. So I was trying to like think of like if we can't get Robertson, can we help Dallas? And I was thinking like, can we get Jamie Ben? He's got a no move clause, so I think the answer is no. But if we did. I would only do it if he was guaranteed a fourth-line role and Dallas has to take half that cap hit, and we need something sweet with it. And then, Give me Joe Pavelski. He, he's going to retire after this season. So what's yeah, that, $6 million off the year. books? Yeah. They'd like that. Five and a half, you're paying Joe Pavelski. I would love to have Joe Pavelski on this team. That would be great. That'd be a fun, um, fun guy to have in front of the net. Well, is that all for? Is that all for? (laughs) This is all. I think we've kind of burnt out. Recording once a week is really getting to us. So yeah, we gotta we gotta go back on break, man. This is (laughs) this is too much. Yeah, we'll be back for All-Star break. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're going to give you the first 25-game recap in a few months. Yeah. But, no, it's been it's been a good episode. Um, I mean, it's it's been a week. It's preseason. There's not really much to say. I mean, um, we'll have more than, energy after the opener. I yeah. don't know if you're planning on going to the game. Me? Uh, yeah. I would like to. I just I got to find a, a squad. Can you technically go, or are you just not even? I don't think I could physically, like, sit in a seat. Yeah. If, you, if so, anyone doesn't know, Zach shattered his tibia and Juco tryouts, so he will not be making his presence felt at Key Bank Center. I will be watching at home. And through, I mean, I think they might have handicapped seats, but I don't think – I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how much tickets are. I saw they were up to like 90 the one day, so let me look that up. Yeah, I looked like a week ago. They were at 50 for 300 level, and it's just like, eh. But then I guess you get a flag if you're first 12,000 there, so I'm sold. I'm there. The flag looks cool. I cannot lie. I would want that flag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but all seriousness, probably won't end up going, but I'm going to try to go. But if not, maybe we'll get together and do something for that. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm down to do like a little watch party, do a podcast. Right, I we could do uh, two that week. We could do one before that releases game day, and then our immediate reaction because we'll yeah. probably be in the mood. How could you not be unless we get blown out? Even then, you'd have I something think, to say. So I'm hoping we lose. <laughs> yeah, I got to start off. Start off awful and then win the cup. Oh, tickets are only forty bucks. Really? They went down. That's not even bad. There's like a party in the plaza. I saw something about a blue and gold carpet. I don't know if the players yeah, are walking. Yeah, they're bringing that back. Like they're bringing, like they're bringing everything back at such like a perfect like time. Like everything's just going, it's going into into the dynasty. <laughs> we're we're going into the dynasty era. That, that's yeah, when we're watching a, when we're watching an ESPN documentary in about uh twenty years about the twenty twenty three twenty four Buffalo Sabers. This is uh this is just the start of it. So name this episode Dynasty Era. <laughs> I, I'm saying are the Buffalo Sabers building a dynasty or something like that? That's we'll too figure. long. It doesn't. I know. I'll time. shorten it. I'll it's shorten it. it. Just name it Dynasty Era. Fuck. Okay, fine. That's the show. We're done. All right. Thanks for watching. Make sure you download if you're streaming, if you're on YouTube. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. Feel free to DM us. DMs are open. Yeah, that's about it. Follow us on Twitter. That's all we really use, at Goatheadspod. And we'll see you next time.